This edition of Talking with T-Bird is sponsored by our friends over at rockauto.com. You know, chain stores, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and that is reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login good because i can never remember my password for anything either rockauto.com that's a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything you need from engine control modules brake parts tail lamps motor oil even new carpet yes whether it's for your classic or your daily driver get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door rockauto.com's catalog it's unique and remarkably easy to navigate Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. And best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts you wouldn't? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, Rob, as a podcast in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com If you stay here and listen, your life will never be the same. Cause we are talking with T Bird now. And this T Bird you cannot change. Oh. Yes! Talking with T-Bird is back again! We're talking with T-Bird's old friend, Brandon Quinton from Survivor Africa. T-Bird, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good, Rob. How are you? Yes, we got Brandon. Brandon hadn't been anywhere to be seen all these years, and we got him, Rob. Okay. It's going to be great talking to him. Yes, a little bit of a Sam Buru family reunion today. Yes, it is going to be, and it's going to be fun. You know, Brandon had played when he was 25 years old. He had never been camping before. Made it to day 27. That's that's pretty cool. Is Survivor so, camping? Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? I think I've heard a lot of people say, well, I've never even camped before. No, I don't know. It's outdoorsy, that's for sure, because you're outdoor, but as far as... Yeah, I would say it's a little bit. If you've never been outside, you don't like like bugs. I mean, I've been on Survivor twice, and I would still kind of feel like I've never been camping. You haven't been camping with the boys? No. (gasps) you got to take the boys camping. Hmm. How fun would that be? Oh, that would be some great stories. Yeah. You guys would have so much fun. But yeah, I mean, if well, when I say camping, you know, kind of being without, you're outside. Bugs crawling across your face. You don't have the comforts of home as far as the either the air conditioning or the heater. So yeah, there's a 
how do a little you know people associate it with that? Mm-hmm. Hey, Rob, yeah. I, I was a little disappointed because Uh-oh. you just did the intro and you weren't singing like you were last week. Yeah, that I don't was know if such people a really surprise. Dug that. I, I only got a couple of comments on it, and I felt like uh, that. I think a lot of people were just be, uh, politely being like, "Don't do that anymore." I didn't see that. Any, I liked it. I loved it. It was such a shock. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, I like that I was able to surprise you last time, but I'm not going to do it every time. Okay, okay, just just any time you want to throw it in there and surprise me, that'll be great. Mm-hmm. That'd be perfect. Yeah, I want the people at home to be singing along with it. <laughs> yeah, kind of like um, kind of like the song that we had for Jerry, like <laughs> singing a home like that, yeah. like from Peace of My Heart. Come on, come on. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> yeah. Do, Do you know I've had that on a few times cleaning up the kitchen oh, with my, no my, my head my no headset's on and, and I know Glenn's like, oh please, yeah. oh dear Lord, make it stop. See, but make I saw that people stop. were really enjoying your uh Instagram video that you did. If you're not following uh T Bird on uh Instagram, that uh T Bird Cooper, she always like makes a video to like uh really promote the upcoming podcast. Uh, here's what T-Bird had to say before our last talking with T-Bird with, with Dreams. Today on this beautiful day, Ryan and I are joined by Dreams from season 14, Fiji. Dreams made it to day 39. He was the final three. Unfortunately, he didn't receive any jury votes. Some say it's because he backed out of the deal with the Man. Others say it was the dreaded car curse. I don't believe it. What do you think, Molly? Do you think it was some kind of car curse? I don't know. What, what is going on here, Tipper? So because you talked about the car curse, then you were getting okay. sprayed with the hose? No, 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 Rob, that's not how it's supposed to happen. And by the way, once again, feel very sorry for my husband producer that I drag in to do all this stuff because he's like... And the dog, yeah, the dog. And did you see the cat? The cat went running off to the side. I we didn't see farm, the cat. So like, yeah. The did cat, you spray yeah, the, cat the cat with the hose also? No, 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 no. Okay, so this is the way it was supposed to be. It was a, you know, Glenn has a Ford F-150. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is perfect for dreams. We'll do the truck. And the truck curse will have, all of a sudden, we'll have like the emergency lights going off. Okay, that'll be fun. And then I thought, wait a minute. If we do like a thunderstorm, so we had the thunderstorm music going, and then we had to simulate it raining. So it was like a thunderstorm all of a sudden came up. Well, Glenn, who was trying to tape it, trying to push the thunderstorm sound noise, and was trying to operate the hose at the same time, he just had the hose like like what you'd have the kids running under the sprinkler. So this is what he said. You got one take and one take only. Because again, he usually does this for me every wet, week. Right. Sure. So so he he knew that it was it was one take and he was done. So that was our one take. That was it. Okay. That was All it. Right. Well, great job. All right. Well, I want to see what you come up with for today's episode. Did you already record I don't that? No. 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 I tried it. I usually I have not. So, have you got any ideas for Brandon? I should be able to come up with something from Brandon you for my own season. You got to do the bow and season. arrow, maybe. <gasps> the bow and arrow. Do I have? To, that's oh, have I to gotta tell Glenn. We gotta get right. it. So, yeah. Uh oh. Well, <laughs> all right. Um, all right we'll I'll tell him you mentioned it. Okay. Right. Okay. T Bird.
Speaking of fire, let me take a moment and uh, thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. T-Bird, do you like hot sauce? Oh, God, salsa, absolutely. I hot, like no, it the hot hotter, sauce, the better. Not salsa, hot sauce. Hot sauce. Oh, hot sauce. Well, it's kind of the same. It's just thinner. So, yes, I like hot sauce. Yes. With okay. habaneros, well, the hotter, the better. Yes. I yes, got to tell you about truff it is uh the biggest hot sauce on instagram and uh tiktok it is white truffle hot sauce and it is delicious it's going to change your life white truffle hot sauce like a chocolate hot sauce no not chocolate white truffle it is uh decadent and sweet in addition to uh, being hot okay ever oh. notice that your uh favorite foods are begging for hot sauce t-bird hot wings yes, yes. anything French i fried. cook yes. anything yeah anything okay. i cook needs to be jazzed up with something Truff, that's T-R-U-F-F, two F's for fantastic. It's a luxury hot sauce that makes every meal five stars. It's crafted with a signature blend of red chili, black truffle, organic agave nectar, and savory spices. Each bottle comes in that uh, they sent me a package and I was like, oh my God, what is, what is this? I've gotten some sort of a luxury gift. It is hot sauce. It's a showstopper and like nothing that you've ever tried before that any, this is uh, like, uh, I've never had any hot sauce before like this that has this sweetness to it. It's got a lustrous, silky smooth texture and it looks like the pinnacle of hot saucedom right outside of the bottle. And then it has an unprecedented symphony of flavors, a bright chili kick, rich undercurrent of savory truffle, balanced with a dash of sweetness from agave nectar. And I don't normally talk about food like this, T-Bird. Well, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up, so you might get yeah. to put some of this truff, truff on your food, the, on your Thanksgiving food. The truff food. is the stuff. It's they got the truff flagship hot sauce, the flavor-packed black truffle hot sauce that started all. Then there's a truff hotter hot sauce, and then the premium white truff hot sauce embodying the essence and luxurious and fragrant White truffle, you can get the truff uh, variety pack. Truff has been featured on the Today Show, Good Morning America, Rachel Ray, Food Network, Food and Wine, and more. See why they've even been on Oprah's favorite things list for two years in a row. Over 10,000 five-star reviews and over 2 wow. billion followers worth of shout-outs on social media. Billion with a B. See for yourself why Truff is the number one best-selling hot sauce on Amazon and Whole Foods nationwide. See for yourself why Truff is the biggest hot sauce on Instagram and TikTok. TikTok also. TikTok can't be wrong, T-Bird. Sure can't. Hey, and Rob, not only that, right now is why we're it's when we're all thinking about Christmas gifts for people. And since we're not able to to probably visit our loved ones like we'd like to right now, yeah. you know, to have something like that mailed out or shipped for Christmas is something that lasts I mean, hot sauce lasts a long time. It's yes, a gift that if you have a hot giving. sauce lover on your Christmas list or Hanukkah list or holiday list, this is it. Get ten percent off site wide when you use promo code RHAP at truff.com. That's ten percent up everything including the white truff vip and truff variety pack just in time for the holidays just shop at truff.com that's t-r-u-f-f f as in fantastic.com and use promo code 
R-H-A-P. All right. And speaking of fantastic, let's bring in our fantastic guest today, Brandon Quinton T-Bird. Take it away. Today's guest is special to me for many reasons. We were first introduced to this 25-year-old makeup artist slash bartender from a small rural town in Oklahoma on season three, Africa. He has described himself as affectionate, smart, and manipulative. Emphasis on the manipulative. And have been a huge fan of Survivor since season one, Borneo. It didn't matter that he had never been camping before or even that one of his hobbies was smoking. It wasn't even about the money or the fame. He didn't like that the popular shows during that time portrayed 20-something gays in a bad image. He wanted to have a platform to express that being gay did not mean being promiscuous, he told The Advocate in an interview in January 2002. And since he believes Survivor was like a modern-day dynasty with catfights, (laughs) what better place to be, quote, really mean, scheming as much as possible and have a good time with it, end quote. Up until this season, he was only the second openly gay player, the first being the winner of Survivor Borneo, Richard Hatch. Our guest made it to day 27 and said he accomplished exactly what he wanted to accomplish. I'm a very middle-of-the-road gay person. I'm just who I am, he commented in an interview after being voted out and says a lot that someone on the flamboyant side can last 27 days with very little food and water in very hard conditions. He mentions in high school that he was different from everyone else. There was derogatory name-calling nonstop. He thought if some kid in high school is getting teased and called these same names, maybe if they see me outlast a lot of the butch guys, then maybe, just maybe, I help them. He would stay in the game long enough to be part of the movie date viewed and talked about around the world. Rich and Rudy had nothing on the undeniable chemistry that our guest and the non-commissioned officer in the United States Army, Frank, had together. This unlikely pair, randomly picked out of a hat, proved to be a producer's dream. Unfortunately, just the next day after the dream date, our guest found himself being dumped for playing both sides and being a double agent. That episode was accurately titled Dinner, Movie, and a Betrayal. He didn't blame anyone for voting me off. In fact, he says, I would have voted me off. I was such a schemer and causing trouble all the time. Entertainment Tonight dubbed him the Susan Lucci of Survivor Africa. He has said he had a good experience and he was most definitely a good villain. Now, living in Arlington, Texas with the two loves of his life, Evan and his fur baby, Violet, he plays a vital role in today's healthcare industry on the front line of the medical workforce as a registered nurse. I introduce to you, making his very first appearance on RHAP, the unfiltered, tank top sporting, failed arrow shooter, possibly the first player to flip on their own alliance, a guy whose sassy expressions says it all, the guy Dr. B and Lex so fondly calls Sugar Daddy, and 
the guy Big Tom affectionately calls Sugar Bear. I introduce to you my dear friend, Brandon Quentin Rob. Let me hear the music. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Now that. Can you be my hype man and just go everywhere? Yeah, that was <laughs> one of the longest the intros like that. that T-Bird has ever done. We'll have to check in <laughs> with the statisticians to tell us if that broke the all-time record for a T-Bird intro. Wow. Hey, well, Brandon. Awesome. Thanks, T-Bird. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Wow, Brandon. Thank you for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. I feel like I've met you somewhere, Rob. Yes, but I, I, rem- I remember on. that it was one of it was one of those charity events, and <laughs> I get it. There was uh, there were. I feel like that it, it. I remember the year. It was the summer of two thousand and three, and I. I'm not sure if it was. I think it was the the John Carroll event, which must have been in Omaha. And oh yes, yes. that is where it was in yes. Nebraska. That's right. Yes, and. Uh, yeah, I remember you had me cracking up, and uh, it was great to meet you in the in person. Wow. Okay. Well, here we. You know, y'all know I don't really talk Survivor much or anything, so I'm just here for y'all. So we'll talk about whatever you want. Yes. All right. Well, great to have you here, and uh, we, we, you know, we got the whole backstory from uh, T Bird just now. <laughs> so. Yeah, the T-Bird said that you are a uh, a nurse now. Uh, how is everything uh, going uh, with uh, nursing at this point? <laughs> well, yes, I'm a nurse. I actually um, more of a in an admin type role. Uh, I have like the the state of Texas is under me for um, a chain of home health, but uh, nursing's great. You know, I decided in my uh, uh, after a few years of bartending and assorted jobs that I needed something stable and to settle down. And I finally did that. Mm -hmm. So nursing and healthcare is the key. Plus it helps you give back a little bit. I had, you know, some wild twenties. So (laughs) to say the least. So, you know, now in my thirties and forties, I'm giving back for some of the, you know, misfittery that I might've had. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's, let's, Let's say that. Okay. Uh, and uh, T-Bird, do, do you and Brandon keep in contact, or is this like a reunion after many years? Brandon, we kind of, I think with social media, I know Brandon's not been really big on social media. I know we did a Zoom. Hey, Brandon, you haven't missed not much. Not too long ago. Yeah, I don't do Facebook at all. I uh, I don't really need to hear like see people writing about their problems and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like Instagram because I can see the pictures and then I don't have to read anything about mm-hmm. people. Yeah, so I'm more of an Instagram person. Plus, I'm young. You know, I'm just a kid, and and you know, kids like the gram, mm-hmm. and the, so that's me. Yeah, you know, I'm just a young kid. Yeah, T Bird's big on yes, the gram. Yes, you are. Yeah, <laughs> yes, she is big on the gram. I'm big on the gram. <laughs> so, Brandon. Okay, so Brandon, I know, let's just get jump right into it. I know okay. you were a big, huge fan of Survivor before you were cast, because mm-hmm. Lindsay tells me that she really counted on you to tell her how Survivor worked when we were all playing together, because you and, I guess, you and Kelly Goldsmith kind of knew yes. everything about ha- what happened season one and season two. So Lindsay really relied on you for that. And, all- and all- also, she said she loved your vibrant, outgoing personality. But tell me, 
when you when you watched <clears throat> Borneo, what made you go and decide to apply? Did you apply right away, and did you get did you get an audition after the first video? Okay, so I did not watch Borneo. So I watched. I, I take that back. I think I watched the last two episodes of Borneo when it was on TV. Remember, this is a different time. There was no DVR. Mm-hmm. You literally recorded on a VHS tape, right? Yes. So I, I loved the last two episodes. There was a summer show. And then the next one, Africa started, um, I think it was a post-Super Bowl game. Yes. I don't know why I said in my head. It was like a two-hour or two, and it was so long. But I looked forward to it because I knew that little snippet was something I wanted. So I taped it every week on VHS, and I watched it every day until the next episode came out. And then when we got, uh, when Borneo came out on video, sometime during that season, I got it and I, I watched it obsessively too. Or maybe it was after that season. But I had a roommate at the time, which T-Bird met him, his name is Brad, he's a super nice guy, but he did not like the show. Yes. <laughs> and we only had one TV. And I was watching it obsessively and I rented a, like a, uh, like a, VC, a video camera to do my, you know, back then you did, you sent in a videotape. And so like I rented a video camera and I think I had it for a week and like, I just never had the courage to do it. And I, I had props and stuff like a, that I was going to do a whole little skit and I never could get the courage to do it. So one night, the night before I was supposed to take the video camera, but this is so crazy. I haven't thought about this in a million years. Uh, <laughs> we got blasted. Just, I mean, like drooling drunk. And um, <laughs> um, anyway, I'm not going to, there's more to the story. But anyways, just leave it at that. And so he set up the camera and it was go time. So I just rambled. I don't even remember what the video was really about, but I did it. He sent it in. And um, I don't know, like a week later, they the producers called me at the bar I was working at and was like, you know, like, how could I? Sh-? And I remember them when I got on the phone, she was like, you look really skinny. How good a shape do you think you are? And I was like, I'm in great shape. What are you talking about? Which PS, I, I wasn't, <laughs> was not really. Mm-hmm. I was just skinny, skin and bone. And uh, she was like, well, you're for sure going to be, you're on the short list to uh, get an audition for this. So anyway, they called me back, I don't know, another week or something. And I'm interviewed and at the local station. And it's funny because later I found out, I didn't remember anything. There were other people waiting there to interview, but um, Penny was there, I guess, from Thailand. Okay. And she remembered seeing me, <laughs> and but I didn't remember anybody. I was so nervous. And um, but yeah, so that's how it happened. And then I got, you know, called to the cattle call in uh, Santa Monica, and one by one they left, and I was still there. Yeah, and you don't know, even know what you said on the video. Yeah. I, I mean, at the time, I don't really remember very much. I mean, I don't now at all. I, I'm sure at the time, I, I mean, I'm sure it's been on DVDs and stuff, but I've never rewatched the season since the year it was out. Yeah. Wow. Did you know that your roommate was going to send the video in, your audition video in, or did he just kind of do it? I think he just did it. I mean, I, I mean, he told me he did it and I was like, hey, it doesn't, I don't even remember hardly doing it. So, I mean, it was, it was sort of like, well, we spent the money on the video camera, might as well send it up. And then. You know, and because he was also like, I don't want to watch whatever this next season is just nonstop with hearing you, you know, complain that you could have done a better job. And it's funny, too, because they announced, you know, people used to watch Survivor because of where it was going to be. That was such a big deal, like for old survivors, like where were they going to go? And at the end of Australia, my interviews were when were like a couple of days after that 
that the the finale where it announced mm-hmm. it was going to be in Africa. So, yeah, yep, that's right. What wasn't it, T Bird? It was something like really close. Yep. It was like within that same week really I close. Think, that we were interviewed. Yeah, I, yep, I think you're right. So, it's talking about you being in Santa Monica. Did you have any questions when you went into CBS? Because everybody's seems like are are in there getting their buttons pushed. How did they push your buttons? Because I would think they could have a lot of fun with you. Um, they didn't really. Um, uh, I don't really remember anybody really pushing my buttons. They had this one girl that didn't like me. Well, or maybe that was her job. Pretend she didn't care for me. Yeah. But but that was kind of like she was like one of their little their little handlers or whatever, and she would always make little comments or stuff. But I honestly I knew, I knew how the show worked, and I knew there was going to be one gay guy. I knew I knew if I was there, there was going to be one gay guy. Period. The end. So I spent most of my time like scoping out, and there was this one guy <laughs> that that wore this Hello Kitty T shirt every day when we would go down to our meals, <laughs> and I knew that was the dude. Like I had to beat him. I had to be better than him. Mm-hmm. And so, like, one day, I think we had been there. <laughs> uh, do you remember this, T-Bird? No, Kitty I wasn't there. They call- No, I'm, I'm laughing because you had to beat the Hello Kitty guy. I, I was going to think that would probably be a hard T-shirt to try to beat, but you did it. Well, I, I made my own T-shirt that said Hello Kitty Must Die and wore it to dinner because they gave us a break to go down to, like, the Hobby Lobby. So I made a T-shirt and I wore it down there. Like, you know, you can't tell me nothing. So <laughs> Hello Kitty Must Die was my T-shirt. And and I got sent home a couple of days later after my shot because I was picked and Hello Kitty was still there because he wasn't. Sorry, Hello Kitty. See in hell. Yeah. See, uh, <laughs> it can only be one. <laughs> <laughs> so I did win Survivor. It was just a different Survivor. Yes. So, Brandon, and let me tell you, I reached out. I talked to Dr. B and to Lex, and they both started out by telling me that they remembered you during finals week because you had on your Sugar Daddy t-shirt. And Lex said, Sugar Daddy. So now you're talking Mm -hmm. about your, you know, Hello Kitty Must Die t-shirt. I didn't even know about that. But Lex said he would... Did I miss the cue, T-Bird? Wait. I blew it? Yeah, Sugar Daddy t-shirt. Yeah. Rob... Yeah, oh, okay, got it. Rob? All right. Where are you? Where are you? <laughs> okay. Yeah, so I, I only wore it one night to dinner, and they, they really didn't, uh, that wasn't popular with the uh, handlers. So I had to go back to Sugar Daddy. But yeah, alas. All right. So, so Lex was saying that because y'all, we were all sequestered in our rooms, that I guess y'all were on the same floor. And so uh, Lex yeah. and Carl, I guess just like you, they said they were taking notes. They had a diary of everybody. And Lex remembers looking out his window <laughs> and you were <laughs> about seven story. windows down. Yep, you were about seven windows down and you'd have your legs out the window smoking, chain smoking nonstop is what Lex <laughs> said. And Lex said, Lex said, oh my gosh, there might be a problem with him if he gets to go out there, if he's got to quit smoking cold turkey but both of them said about your sugar daddy t-shirt That's Which, so yeah I, I used to be a really heavy smoker i've been i've i quit like 15 years ago but yes and oh, i uh i quit for I you quit, i quit smoking for the show um on the flight to africa <laughs> that was my quit i think frank did the same thing honestly well, Frank was a um, smoker, No better time too. in the present. Oh, yeah. Frank's, Frank's, I think Frank probably still smokes. I don't know. I haven't talked to him in years. But 
then when we both got booted out on the jury, so we, you know, we were in Kenya. I, I'll never forget this. They're called King cigarettes. They're the best tasting cigarette on the planet I've ever had. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. they were so good. Uh, even now. All right, ch- <laughs> children, <laughs> children, yes. children, we're not Don't encouraging smoke. smoking. Yeah. I just had to put that waiver in there. <laughs> Don't smoke, kids. It's bad. But those were pretty But good. if you do, King Cigarettes. <laughs> From Kenya. From Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. So, <laughs> so you, but, but Brandon, you smoke. I thought, didn't, didn't you have a patch? I thought you were no. wearing a patch. In Africa, when we started the game, was was Frank wearing the patch? And did I? I when we started, think I did. No, I did have them, but they wouldn't stick to my skin because of the um, the bug spray and the um, sunscreen. You know, at the beginning, we were all using bug spray and sunscreen. I think that lasted about a week, maybe three days, <laughs> and then you just stop. Right. But at the beginning, when you need the patch, it wouldn't stick to my skin because of that. I think it was. St- I think I had it for the plane ride, and like our our initial time, like the. But as soon as like the first night, that they wouldn't stick anymore. Mm-hmm. Did you have withdrawals from that, Brandon? Because I don't remember you at all being irritable. Mm-mm, I mean, no. were you? I was young. I was so young. I think it didn't matter. You know, I think when you're 25, your body is just like, okay, I don't have this. Good, let's go. I think Frank had withdrawals because I think he was very irritable about his more so than me. Do you think that that is what led to a lot of uh, the friction in the Samburu tribe? No, oh no, no, no! I think it's just because um, we had a lot of assholes on that tribe. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did. Okay, Come so on. Brandon. Well, no, okay, Brandon. So listen, you just mentioned this. You know, you and Frank had, I guess, should I say, a love hate relationship? Maybe, sort of, kind of. But I had read <laughs> was, that uh, you no said, yeah. No comment. That's okay. I read that back that you had said that a lot of the problems you and Frank had was stirred up or caused by Dr. B, by Carl. Was that true? What does that mean? I don't I don't remember saying that. I think at the time I knew that we were very different and I didn't like, you know, he and it's funny. I don't think Frank really badmouthed me. There was nothing that came on the show that was like, oh, Lord, you know, surprise, surprise, like like I was surprised by. Tom's the comments he made about me rewatching it. He's the only one that surprised me. Like uh, Doctor, none of the nobody else surprised me anything they said about me. So I don't remember Doctor B is somebody now that I'm an adult. I would probably love. I'd probably love that dude. But as like a a 25 year old mouthy kid, I I found him intolerable because he's such a dad. You know, he's such that like I, I know best and. You, don't even back talk, you know, don't question me. I that's just Dr. B's personality. So now as an adult, I'd probably love the guy. But then he really graded on us. And he probably graded on the, the young group, I'm guessing, more than anybody else on the tribe. Honestly, Linda did a little bit, too. I know her edit is very quiet, but it is a quiet passive aggressivity. Let me tell you when you're out there. All right, so Carl was saying when I when I talked to him about you, other the first thing, of course, he said about the sugar daddy T-shirt. But the next thing he said he brings up is you asking him what kind of car he drove once you found out he was a dentist. Do you remember oh. that? Because that was kind yeah, of played so a big really part tried, into it. So I really tried to push how rich he was. I really wanted to push that on everybody. 
you know, like you played it really well. Like you were a flight attendant. And I just, the one thing I remember about T-Bird was the first time I saw her ring at the afterwards, we were all like, oh Lord, that's a big diamond. And T-Bird, and T-Bird's going to kill me for saying that. <laughs> but like Mama Kim later on, we all were like, oh wow, that's, there's a lot of money there. But like at the time, the only person on the tribe I could really focus on was him. So I just wanted to focus on how much more he had than all of us that were young. So I really tried to push that angle. It wasn't, I mean, I don't know if it worked or not, but I think that a lot of people were looking at him different because of that, probably. But isn't that why I remember you guys saying that's why y'all wanted to vote him out because he didn't need the money or y'all didn't think he needed the money? Well, I mean, I pushed that agenda. So that's great. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's amazing what what all it is that makes people vote against people. It's not just mm-hmm. do you like them and people look at the money part. I mean, there's so many things that come into play. And, yeah, I remember that was definitely with with Dr. B. So, But then again, yeah, our runner-up were- was Mama Kim. And she's probably one of the wealthiest contestants we, we've had. I mean, we had for a long time. So, you know, like it doesn't really – it doesn't necessarily matter if got a, a game to play you know you can't kind of be uh, uh aggressive and rich and you can't be everything you know what i mean and i think he checked a lot of boxes so you guys decided to get him out before frank yeah because it was an easier so I, I think it's i think it was an easier get for us the mall rats i can't believe we haven't yeah. said that name yet but <laughs> Yes, for the mall well, rats, I, I think, think he was an easier get. Didn't you think, too, that you thought Frank would be a little bit more beneficial in the challenges? One million percent. Mm-hmm. Well, what about just at the camp? I mean, he was a workhorse. Yeah, Frank was a workhorse. Can I ask you, too, about uh, in the terms of the dynamics of the tribe, you guys won the first couple of immunities. So that this group yeah. had like a little bit of time to sort of like fester into like this, that was, mm-hmm. this 4-4 situation. Had you guys gone to the first tribal council, who was the person that would have uh, gone home? Gosh, I don't know. Maybe Linda? I don't I really don't know. What do you think, T-Bird? Oh, gosh. Um, well, it had been a tie, right? It had been a tie just like it was. Already? No, 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 I don't think it would have been. No, I don't think it would have been in the you first don't? three days. Mm-mm. No, I think that we had think too we... much time on our hands. Brandon, we were split right down the middle from the very second we got off the transport truck. We were split. Do you remember you, the four of y'all walked think? ahead and... Y'all were jumping around and having a great time, and then uh, Frank and Linda and Carl were back there, and I was like, oh, dear Lord, what just happened? And that was I it. That's, the, it was that's div- right. That's when Carl was like, or Frank was like, yeah, they're, they're acting like they're going to the mall. That's right. That's where the mall rats were born. But in my heart of hearts, though, I don't, I, we weren't separated like we got in the, that second three days. Man, it, that second three days is when I think that it just, it was in, it was well, kind of like inescapable then but 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 brandon (laughs) when did Lindsay? when did Lindsay make the friendship bracelets for the three of y'all and the four of Uh, us were like we did not get a friendship bracelet (laughs) remember that was kind of like that was a little awkward i'm like oh my goodness i mean that was pretty much a you know so so i mean that happened at the very beginning what not to do in your alliance okay a don't make friendship bracelets yes. and give them to half the people and then that look makes at sense. the other half <laughs> So I just want that to be number one on the do not do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, man, I don't know, T-Bird. That was probably, wasn't that in that second three-day period? It's funny because we it was won. Fast. I mean, we were so we were so good those first two challenges, but I think it was because they were really suffering from dehydration more than us. Uh, and I don't know why. I right. mean, we I, we had fire, we got a little bit of water, but I, I'm thinking we might have just been a little hardier than a couple of their players. I mean, I don't know any other way to put it because we were not it, getting along. You're right, and they were getting along a lot better than us. And, and Brandon, it's so funny how my recollection and yours are kind of a little bit different, but I can tell Mm -hmm. you from the minute we got off the transport, Mm -hmm. you guys were gone because I thought, I mean, you're going to laugh at this. I thought to myself, well, where are they going? I need to be with them because, you know, ignorance (laughs) is bliss. I thought I fit in completely perfectly with y'all and y'all were gone. So then I knew I had to, you know, hang back and just kind of figure something else out. And then it seems like the personality of the mature players were very, you know, Dr. Carl being the dentist and, and, and saying he was a dentist with his cars. And, I mean, everybody and Frank, they seem maybe kind of extreme. The personalities were extreme, which is just what the, the casting mm-hmm. wanted. And let me ask right. you this. Did, did they ask you before the game started if there was anybody that, that you thought you would get along with or wouldn't get along with? Because they actually asked me about Linda Spencer. Did I think I could get along with Linda Spencer? Did they ask you about anything like that? No. The, um, you know when he was taking us up, did he take you up and let you listen to the intro, Mark? Did the intro music? Yes. When we were at, at yes. base camp. Yeah, what do you we mean they base? let you listen to the intro music? Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah, 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 I remember that. Mm-hmm. Mark Burnett yes. brought you to listen to mm-hmm. the, the theme song he, to the show? Yeah, of our season, because, you know, it's different every time. And he kind of gave his little words of wisdom. And he asked me what I thought about that. And they, they kept asking me the same thing. They kept saying to me, and they did. They started it back in the, the producer's trait, the, like, I mean, at Santa Monica and probably in Fort Worth when I interviewed. They kept asking me, so, if I told you right now there wasn't going to be a million dollar check at the end, would you still want to be here playing this? And I always was like, of course I do. I want to win. You know, like, he said, what if it wasn't on TV? And I was always like, meh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and that always made him laugh, you know, like when I would, because I had some variation of that, of saying, yeah, I mean, I would do it for no money, but I wanted to be on TV. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> but anyway, he set me up there and they said some version of that. And I was like, well, it's a little late now to be asking me here I am. And he was like, Oh, there's it's never too late. There's always a backup to a backup. And I was like, I wonder what that means. And then he said, hello kitty. Guy. Um, for real. But I wasn't even, I mean, at that time I didn't realize they actually had probably a couple of alternates hanging about. Um, but I did say, he did say, you're going to do fine. Just hang close to the girls. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that was unusual. Wow. But yeah. So, Brandon, no, I didn't have that. I didn't see Mark Burnett. I just remembered it was a big deal listening to the theme, but nobody talked to me like that. I just actually thought I was just hearing the music. So, all right. So, that's so funny that they said just stay close to the girls because I read that you said the worst part of Survivor for you, even though the water was really bad, that the worst part was the whiny mm-hmm. girls. Were the per- worst part of it for you? Well, the was, girls, the ones you were hanging with. That was uh, it. Was I wasn't used to it for one. Remember, I was very worked in a gay bar, surrounded by gay men. I I had very little female interaction at that time. 
for for a couple of years before and after that. You know, it, it's it's strange when you get into that culture. It is very, it just I don't know. It's very unhealthy um, to live such a one sided life. But um, yeah, so I wasn't used to that sort of. I mean, I don't know why men whine just as much as women, but I wasn't, I wasn't used to sort of that 20 something girl talk, I guess is, is really more than just whining wasn't the right word, but you know, that's what I mean. Like I just wasn't used to that kind of talk. Um, and it, and it was like, uh, it, I, the, the setting of survivor really brings out your emotions or it really dulls them. And I, I thought for somebody like Lindsay's, Specifically, it seemed to really heighten her mm, emotions and moods. And I mean, T Bird, you remember she? It was like it was sometimes it was wild mood swings within, you know, a short time. But that was the. I mean, we were so thirsty, you know. And I think that had a lot right. to do with it. That you, that you, lack of water. Yeah, ours. It was just such a lack of water. In fact, I felt like that really the whole season. Like I've just, I could never not, I was never not thirsty the whole season. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause sometimes that, that so can Brandon, mean something different. Well, oh. and plus, <laughs> and, let me tell you a story no, about what I was not feeling out there. Yes. <laughs> okay. Got it. <laughs> yeah. so, okay. So Brandon, so what did you think about Silas? Cause he was a manly man. I mean, you know, big, strong Silas leading the group. I mean, it appeared that he was leading the group and you seem to fall in, you know, with him and, and little Kim and Lindsay. So how did you feel about Silas through him taking the leadership role? Now, let's be clear. I liked Lindsay. <clears throat> I li- we, we all had more in common with each other than we did with, say, Carl, Frank, and Linda. I do think that we probably would have gotten along well with you because Kim and Kelly and I got along great with you, you know, the longer we spent time with you. But we had more in common with each other. So saying this, this, and this, and this got on my nerves. I, those interviews, too, at the time, Teresa, those were a lot of, like, bombastic. Those were me being very bombastic. and attention seeking so why talking about whiny girls that's what they wanted to hear mm-hmm. but there are some kernels of truth in that you know what i mean like yeah it was different because i wasn't used to hanging out with uh, with girls that age or any age so that's more i filtered that through my 20 something you know very stunted brain into some negative ways i guess you could say but um yeah that's what i I'd put that but how did you feel about Silas, though? Because he was oh, there Silas, with you. Sorry. you... I'm sorry. Yes, We were Silas. talking about my thirst on the, the plains of Africa. I got it. I'm back, Rob. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're back to the thirst of Silas. The thirst of Silas. So I actually didn't have any of that. I, um, I, I don't know why, but for some reason, that setting and the lack of water just turned all of that completely off. Mm-hmm. Like, but off <laughs> like i just didn't have did you had so little interest in anything like that there wasn't any kind of even yeah there wasn't any kind of thought about who was cute and who wasn't and all that nope didn't happen rob I, hey hey one second brandon rob you are the one that has got brandon on this talk about i guess it's kind of a sexual thing i'm not even talking about that why, you, why are you blaming Rob's, me for everything t-bird because 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 i was Rob, just one of the listeners to not be confused you, no, I know, but you were talking about the thirst for what? I mean, I think he was like talking about the thirst for water, and you jumped over. Is that what you mean? The yeah, thir- we're done so with now- that now, T Bird. We, okay, we've okay, already covered okay, it. Okay. 
Okay, but what I'm wondering about is, but <laughs> uh, no, Tiber, he did not seem like solace. I did not think he was. So I did not think he was the leader of the mall rats. Uh, and I don't you think did Lindsay not. thought he was the leader of the mall rats. I don't think Kim did. I think that we all thought we were the leader and we were controlling each other. If you had asked any of us, but he definitely wasn't the leader to me because I was the one pushing the agenda to get rid of Carl and it worked. They weren't pushing that agenda. But do, would Kim think I was the leader? No. Would Lindsay think I was the leader? No. Everybody thought they were their own leader. That's part of that youth, you know, youthful stupidity. So what did you think when, after the tribe swap, when you went and mm. you saw that Silas was voted out? Were you shocked by it? Were you happy about it? Were you like, oh, so no. So that, that episode really ticked me off. Um, on I'm TV sure or in the real time? On TV. That's the only episode where the editing really ticked me off. Because they, it was really edited. Like, that other tribe was just standing there gawking while we put that puzzle together. And that's really not how it was. T-Bird, was it? Wait, what do you mean? You say you it was more obvious we... that T-Bird was throwing the challenge? Is that what you're saying? No, I don't think it was that obvious at all. Like, we had no idea they were throwing oh. the challenge. And so, like, on the yeah, episode, because... it was very much like people throwing pieces and all like... Because T-Bird is so was... slick that, that it was hard yeah. to detect that she was throwing that I challenge? Guess, <laughs> I guess she is a very slick willy, if we're going to yes. get down to it. yes. All right, so Brandon, I think what we were doing, well, we had to look like we were busy, like we were really busy. So we, you know how you kind of walk around excitedly walking around? So I think we were like excitedly walking around, but knowing we we didn't want to look obvious what we were doing. But you guys wouldn't have been paying attention to us because y'all were doing your puzzle. And you're right. We weren't. But just the way the episode was, was we still didn't know that y'all threw that. Like we didn't know until the episode hit. You know that, right? Kelly and I were watching that together. We may have been at her parents' house. I can't remember. And that was happening. And we're looking at each other like, the oh, see, I got to watch my language. The hell? Like, we're looking at each other like, what? That can't be right. So, it had you know, to be, Brandon. It had to happen because, well, because, well, because, because I knew that once you guys, we, we merged, that you, you guys weren't going to come back to Frank and me. That y'all were going to probably start up something new, which clearly you did. So we just thought if we could get rid of Silas, because he appeared to, to think he was the leader. So we kind of thought he was pulling the strings. He was the puppet master. We thought if we get him out and then Lindsay, we can get, you know, Lindsay out, which happened. Then hopefully, you know, you and Kim, you and a little bit, we can pull close in, of course, which we tried to do. So, yeah, but I, I had it was already a good plan. It was up. a good plan. It was a good plan, and it should have worked if only I had cooperated better. T Bird would be our winner. Well, Brandon, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Do you? I know you went out there to to mix it up. I mean, and mm -hmm. I know that you. I mean, your personality is such. And by the way, everybody will say how funny you are. You're you're great <laughs> to be around, and you really are. But you're twenty. If your forty four year old self went out there today. Would you be out there playing to try to win? Because let's put it like yes. this. You you actually, I think you said, which I thought this is really interesting. You turned on Kelly G, which was our chance to take over, mm -hmm. to take, you know, with Kelly Goldsmith. But it, it, I read that you said you thought Kelly Goldsmith was actually 
the smartest one out there, smarter than mm-hmm. Lex, and you felt like you needed to get Kelly G out. But getting Kelly G out only brought you to a two-man alliance. Lex was offering you number five position. The numbers right, don't so, add up. Right. So I will say this, I, and I'll say this till the day I die. I don't know how many, much interaction you've had with Kelly uh, Goldsmith, Rob, but she was 100% the smartest person She's, in Africa. Very smart. Like, very smart woman. And, and it, was, right. it was so apparent from, from talking to her that, that her wheels were turning every word you said. And it, and it, and it, was, it was quite um, nerve-wracking to me because that was the player I, I was trying to be, too, where I was constantly thinking. And, you know, and, and, and it was very, I was very aware that no matter how, <clears throat> so if it had worked out like T-Bird had wanted, and we're a five-person alliance moving on, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, I think that probably that would have been, now that would have been a very interesting final four. Yeah. Can but I just I set, think, set this up for the listeners who may not sure. uh, remember sure, exactly sure. Uh, where where we're at? But it's a very famous point in Survivor Africa, and it's a huge moment in the game. And it comes after T-Bird had written down Lex's name and <laughs> then lied about it. and did, did, Or maybe deceptive. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Hold on. Slow down, Lightning. Slow down. I got to say this because, it, uh, Brandon, you planted the seed to Lex Seeds, that baby. Kelly G didn't you yes, that Kelly G had done it yes. you pl- so mm-hmm. I, I didn't remind him he just voted off there's no doubt I did that I did all of you, that, that and, and because that you were threatened by Kelly you t- you told Lex you thought it was Kelly yes. that wrote down mm-hmm. the name okay yes. so Lex I knew who, and I knew it wasn't was on the warpath and then ultimately that he's asking Kelly a lot of questions and then she decides that you know I've had it and yep. she's going to flip giving the remaining Samburu for a decisive mm-hmm. fifth vote to vote out mm-hmm. Lex that night. But ultimately, because of, from what I understand, that Lex uh, and Brandon had a bond, uh, Brandon says, no, you know what? I'm voting with Lex against Kelly. And ultimately, the insurrection was taken down. True. I liked Lex more than anybody there. Um, he and I just got along great. Just He's just that kind of person, and our personalities just clicked really well. But let me be clear. I never thought for one second that Kelly Goldsmith was going to either A, write down and vote with us, or B, that I actually thought she would stay with us. I think that the minute Lex left, she would have flipped back to them. Maybe not. Now that I know her, I know probably we would have been home free. But how many times do you see this happen on these shows where somebody's stupid and they're like, why didn't you vote Kelly out? You had the chance, you know, like, mm-hmm. so it's very, it's very hindsighty. Like, I don't, I don't lose any sleep over it. So, Brandon, that's interesting. The reason you turned on Kelly is you didn't trust her to stay with you as the game progressed. I didn't, I, 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 I didn't did, know I that. Didn't trust, yeah, I didn't trust her to stay with anybody because she is so much smarter than all of us. Mm-hmm. Like. I mean, her, you can just tell when she's looking at you, she's calculating, not in real life. Please don't give me that. I adore her. But in the game, it was very apparent, like that big brain was churning all the time. 
So the way that I had always uh, understood this, and I'm not sure necessarily whether this was sort of hearsay or if it's sort of alluded to uh, in the episode, was that it was more that you wanted to spite Frank of that, hey, I would rather be on the wrong side of the numbers than, you know, continue and work together with Frank. Was it both things or is that something that just has gotten twisted? No, no. I actually said that on camera. Yes. um, Because I thought that would probably be a little remember i wanted to be on tv Mm -hmm. and i really thought that would be more impactful (laughs) for where i was going after the show um where i thought i would be going after the show i thought that would look better to say i would never side with somebody like that Mm -hmm. this pillar of the gay community here would not do that as opposed to this girl's a lot smarter than me yes (laughs) and and i'm extremely threatened by her just being around so would you say that it was probably more for show that there was friction with you and Frank, or was that a real thing? Um, I probably amplified it more than I was really there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, to be honest, Frank is pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he, he wasn't real loud. and I'm not, It wasn't like Carl. Like, he wasn't talking all the time, you know? <clears throat> yeah, no, I mean, he and I are not best of friends we wouldn't have been out there but i probably did a lot of side eyes when the camera was around i I did i gave it what they wanted you know i did that on purpose because you know brandon the thing about frank is you can know when he when he puts his loyalty down it's there and it's not going to go anywhere so that was kind of a good thing for me about frank Mm -hmm. because you know like you said about kelly g you weren't really sure where she might go from there I always knew Frank was was going to do exactly what he said. So, so Brandon, how do you know 100% that that Kelly didn't vote for Lex that vote? You said you knew that she didn't, but Lex was so paranoid that you just kind of kept, you know, making sure he knew it was Kelly G. How did you know because of, it because of the so because of the way she told me she didn't. It was now remember, I know how smart she is, but she was a very calculated um she, when she spoke about the game and her strategizing, it was very calculated. And she changed. Her tone changed just a little bit. But when we were talking about that vote, it was so off the cuff. Like, it was so, in fact, it was made, it was insulting to her. But it was, it was no, I mean, like, either she was a great actress or it was the truth that she didn't do it. And it, and it irritated her that, that it was even brought up. So I knew there was probably a way to get in there a little bit. Okay. All right. Well, you, I mean, you were, it was beautiful what you had done as far as, as getting it mixed up. Do you think, I know that even Lex will say, I mean, he adored you and he's calls you a friend even out there that you, oh, yes. Y'all I had a really Lex. good bond. But, but Ethan, and, and even when they voted you out, Lex wanted Frank to go, but he could mm-hmm. not get, um, Ethan and Big Tom on board with that because they thought you were a wild card. You were a wild card, Sugar Daddy. That's true story. Okay. <laughs> so, so that would have really, I mean, would you have stayed? Because you saw how Kim, Little Bit, was so upset that you jumped ship. Would you have mm-hmm. gone back to Little Kim or would you have stayed? With Lex. I probably would have stayed with Lex till the end. 
if there had been a way, I would have stayed with Lex till the very end, and I would have cut everybody's throat. Wow. <laughs> kind of like a, what did you say, Kilt? What'd you do? What were you going to do, little kitty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello Kitty must die. Can I ask you uh, about your relationship with Ethan? Because of that, uh, you know, T-Bird mentioned about how Ethan uh, really, w- you know, uh, and Tom wanted you to go as opposed to uh, Lex, who was trying to save you. And then there was, you know, famously uh, a lot of friction yes. at that final tribal council in terms of the question that you asked Ethan and then the response that he gave to you. Probably <laughs> the only person that he was short with the whole season. Did you guys have friction when you? You were out there uh no i think that i was a fool to him and i think that i was a fool to him even afterwards and probably now but i don't agree um, with that i don't agree but but, but let, let me just let me hear you out i i don't i think that he saw me as somebody who was trying so hard to be i don't know you know to get attention and to do all these things and he you know is kind of a classy new england guy who just just probably wasn't around people like me i was just kind of a stupid trashy kid and um yeah you know i don't know and then you know the few times afterwards that i saw him i was probably drunk or something and i just think that it really and and he had every right to look at me like that so you know like it takes a long time for people to see you as an adult and see you, you know, not doing all of those things. But there was many years after Survivor where I was, I was a fool. I was just a drunken fool all the time. And um, I think that he saw me like that and he just stopped wanting to have anything to do with me. So anyway, I, I think he is a great person. I was very proud of him. I haven't finished. I started watching the new one. I've got it mm-hmm. all DVR. I almost said taped, but I've got it all DVR'd. Um, so I'm very proud of him. But yeah, I, I doubt. Yeah, I doubt if he had a very high opinion of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, I, and I gave him no reason to have one. Yeah. And y- okay, you were the so, one vote uh, against him at that. Uh, no, there was two. Two. Little Kim, uh, Little Kim voted for Mama Kim, too, because of what Tom said, what she said about Tom not liking women. Yeah. And was your vote an uh, anti-Ethan vote, or was it a pro-Kim Johnson vote? It was an anti-Ethan vote, because I had planned on voting for him. Yeah. Yep. Yep, I saw that. Oh, Brandon, you're going to love this. So guess who I talked to today? That's right, Ethan. Ethan. (laughs) Ethan, this is so interesting. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. I'm really excited right now. So Ethan said, I'm going to quote, so I wrote down exactly how he said it. Go ahead and tell the listeners what your final question was to Ethan during the question you asked him and Mama Kim. Go. I don't remember now. It was something about if there was only one person, who do you think is the least deserving okay. person for the money? I think is what I asked. That's right? it. Who was the least? Yep. Who was the least you. deserving person? He said you're the least deserving, Brandon. Yeah, I still I remember, I remember why I was like, oh, my God. He said, Brandon, but this is what he told me today. He said, this is a quote. I wrote it down. Well, I kind of still regret telling him to his face that he was the least deserving person to be sitting next to me at the finale. Good TV, but strategically it was stupid. Having said that, I thought I wasn't getting his vote anyway, so I didn't want to ruin the chance of losing another Smart, person's yeah. vote by naming by naming them. You were not who he thought was least deserving. 
by the way. Really? Did he you say who was the least really? deserving? He, I, I, he, yes, he did. Ooh. But with that being said, I can't say it. I promised him I wouldn't say it. But Brandon, I promise you. Let's guess. Let's guess. Who do do you think, Brandon? But we can guess. You don't have to say if we're right or not. uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. Brandon, who do you think? I think that it was me. Honestly, I think that he's being very No, it wasn't. No, he said it wasn't. No, 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 no. no. I think think it was Kim Johnson. (laughs) The person actually sitting there. Yes. That's who he should have said. If you really want to be good, because she couldn't have voted anyway. All right. So, Brandon. It was mm-hmm. not you. He told me who it was, and it made total sense. Was it a man or a and, woman, T-Bird? But, no, no, stop it, because you know the numbers aren't that high. You're going to get me all confused. <laughs> I'll text him. And I'll so text Brandon, him. And, him. <laughs> and yes, then text me, Robin, tell, tell who him. it was, because I would love to. Yes. <laughs> yeah, do that, because if he, and he, I know he'll tell you, but because I told him, I wouldn't. Okay. You know, so anyway, he also and Brandon, he also said that the first trip to Dallas for your fundraiser was the first time that he realized how famous we all were. And he That's said true. it's the best memory. It, and he said it was the best memories from that trip because we were all hanging out as people for the first time. It was a phenomenal weekend even you know lens talked about that to me jesse talked to me about that i mean that was just fantastic but isn't that great what etha said yes. you were not the least deserving person he didn't think that way <laughs> well i probably was but, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's that's awesome that he said that i you know like i said i have given him no reason over the few years that he was around me after the show to think of me as anything but a mess so anyway, he he seems like a really nice person. And I'm glad he's having a great life. And you know what, Brandon? It's interesting too because we were we're all out there for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and so you were oh, out Tiber, there. You were you? playing the game. You asked, me, you asked me earlier how I would play now. Let me be clear. I would not yeah. play the game now. I would never okay. go on the show now because I have too much to lose. And with the cancel culture of today, like you say one thing and then look at your life, you lose your job, you lose everything. So I would be terrified yeah, to yeah. go on there now. Mm-hmm. Well, let's say, okay, so let's do the reverse of the Mark Burnett. You got to play and it wasn't on TV, uh, the opposite of what you would have wanted uh, way back when. You know, I think that but you still get the million dollars. You still get the million dollars. Yeah. Sure. Um, the, I, I think that the interesting thing is, and, and you know, it, it's fun to think about for People that you were in this tribe that was uh, divided with people by age. And, you know, I asked this to uh, Lindsay when we talked to her. How do you think that you would be as somebody who is now of the age of the people that uh, you were butting heads with way back when? If you were on a tribe with, uh, you know, uh, you know, a couple of guys and, and a couple of women who were, you know, 23, 24 years old, how do you think that you would get along with them? So I think I would actually do much better now. I mean, most of my day is spent coaching people and talking to people and counseling people. So I think my tone has changed. I think that I would have a lot smarter game. And I think, to be honest, I was not there to win. I was there to be on the jury and I thought it was going to be famous. And, you know, I thought my whole world was going to change. And so, you know, I was there for really different reasons, not wrong reasons. They were great reasons Mm -hmm. for a 25 year old kid. But they're not what something like a 44-year-old man would risk, you know, just being away from my family for a month would be like, it would have to be worth a lot. Yeah. 
So I wouldn't do that for a jury place. I would do that for a million dollars. But a jury place, I mean, who cares? I mean, I'd be, you know, you'd be losing money on that. Mm-hmm. How much did you keep up with the show after you played in Survivor Africa? So I watched it through. This is a very good question. I watched it for until season um, Guatemala, I think. Is that when Stephanie played? Yes, Guatemala? yes. So I watched through season 10. Did not watch it again until Heroes Villains because I, you know, I knew people that were on it. Um, Jerry and Sandra were on it and I knew them. So I watched that, loved it. And I hadn't watched it any part of Survivor again until Ethan was on. And I watched the first episode and I got the the feels. Yeah. So I went back on Amazon and I started with season 11 and I watched all the way to um, Heroes and Villains again. Wow. So, you know, now I have this huge love for Sari. She's all new to me. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and all these people that I didn't know. And now I'm... I'm trying to get into 21 but yeah it's gonna be a little dude, bit of a dip again once you get to 21 man, it's not great so i'm just gonna push through mm-hmm. and hopefully 22 will be good again but uh, uh, well, yeah don't get your hopes up <laughs> so maybe <laughs> i'll see them yeah you okay, can just skip so Brandon, to 25 Brandon, if you want yeah <laughs> let's go back let's go back to heroes versus villains because i hear that one of your favorite favorite players is Jerry, the original Black Widow. Oh, and yes. I'm just wondering, yeah. So I'm wondering if that Black Widow spider tattoo you have on your back <laughs> is in is for Jerry. <laughs> no, no, not really. I don't think that... Rob, not yet, Rob, Rob, not yet. Rob, Rob, not yet. <laughs> Did I get that right, T-Bird? No, know, no, but... not yet. Oh, Rob, I blew it, okay. Brandon, Brandon, sorry, we don't... Rob's doing something other. I guess he's getting ready for his next podcast. So, Brandon, did you know that before Jerry was cast for, for Australia Season 2, that she had done all kind of, of course, modeling and acting. Do you know that she was in Faith Hill's video, Peace of My Heart? Rob! Uh-uh. <laughs> I need a drink for this. I should have opened a beer for this one. This would have been too bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you know she was? Brandon, I'm not kidding you. When we finish today, Google Faith Hill's Peace of My Heart. Back before Australia even happened, she had done that. It's so well, cool. She's plays Faith Hill's like, best friend. Sugar Kyper was like in a bunch of shows, too. Like, I don't what? know. I saw that pop up somewhere. Sugar, like she was in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was my bad. My bad on that. <laughs> Rob, that was good. Okay. Now, hold on, hold on. I'm laughing so hard, I'm not on my bail duty here. Yes. Oh, dear Lord. Anyway, so yeah. Anyway, so you like Jerry a lot. We just talked to her a few weeks ago. We had a lot of fun with her too, didn't we, Rob? Yes, Teeper was was She's, blown away that she was in that video. So she is yes. such a charming person. And, and like in person, some of those, I mean, I don't watch enough of the new ones to see it, but like, in some of those old seasons, like, the charm. Like, I always say that about Amber. Like, I don't think Amber comes off great on TV, but, like, when you meet her, it's, like, charm or something, like, yeah. radiates off of I'll her. I'll co-sign that. Like, she is something. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah. I mean, she is so beautiful in person, too. I mean, not that she's not pretty on TV, but in person, she's like, wow. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, you're talking about you're talking about Amber. You're talking about Amber. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. yeah, she's and she's so natural. She's a natural mm-hmm. beauty. But but she's one yeah, of those that I is. always thought like she I, you never it never TV never captures her the way she is in person like just so you know she just kind of she's got it whatever it is mm-hmm. yeah yeah you know it's funny because you you hear about Boston Rob all the time because he's such a big <laughs> big character mm-hmm. but you know with Amber playing kind of behind him or you know you don't hear. So it's great that you just said that because she does have a lot of charm about her. Mm-hmm. And hey, and Brandon, since you played with Lex and you know how we feel about Lex, both of us, you know, after the after our series was over, Lex got a really bad rap as far as being a villain. And come on, let's yeah. face it. Lex a villain and and Jerry was the same exact way. Her and Lex went through some tough times being considered villains. I mean, I it's so funny that he was painted that way because I did not I don't I really don't believe anybody out there maybe Kelly but I don't think anybody really <laughs> saw him as some kind of supervillain out there like I felt like probably I was much worse than him um and, and you know like I don't know I thought I, I I just I thought that was strange that he came off that way um yeah, and I think Kelly I Jerry's think because, was a little bit of a misogyny tilt on that, huh? Don't you reckon? But uh, we don't need to get into all that. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say with with Lex. I mean, when Lex is so focused on what he's doing, and he's real intent, he's in a very intense player. That I think it kind of can come off that way, which is why Ethan did great playing behind him sure, because it, you mm-hmm. know. So, I mean, but I never to thought me, Lex that's was the, intimidating. Like, I never thought he was intimidating at all. But maybe it's because he wasn't to me. You know, um, maybe he was to other people. I don't I'm probably the wrong person to ask because he was certainly wasn't a villain to me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But I think he gave the producers enough where he could talk about, like, slitting sure. people's throats and, and, <laughs> oh, yeah, and like, uh, using, like, uh, the kind <clears throat> of, like, descriptive language where they could, like, really paint him as being super intense. Be clear. Yeah. Yeah. There's no such thing as an edit. I mean, if if it was said, we said it. So, I mean, yeah, you know, you can't cut somebody to say something they didn't say. So, I always get pissed at these shows when they say stuff like that. And here I just said it. But, yeah, to me, he wasn't a villain, no. No, not at all. But, yeah, they, they jumped on that. And like you said, I guess he gave, them, he gave them a few things to put together where they could do that. So, so yeah. Rob, you do other uh, reality shows, too, don't you? Yeah, I talk. I podcast about them. I don't. Yeah, I don't know, go talking. on them, but yeah, I podcast no, 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 I about uh, so Big Brother and the Amazing show, Race. Yes. What's your favorite show? Yeah. My favorite show is The Great British Bake Off. Oh, like, we, we a have a podcast fanatic. about that. Yeah, I'm a fanatic. So just FYI, like I may have to find that podcast because yes, I'm a fanatic. For that yeah, show. it's up on Robin's website. I don't. I don't cover it, but we have uh, the, uh, Haley Strong and Emily Fox who do a great job covering Great British Bake Off. Are you a baker? No. No, it's just good wholesome fun. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So, Brandon, I, I see that you like, you're a Big Brother a Big Brother fan and that you like Janelle. Did you watch her this season of Big Brother? So, I, Big Brother's a lot like Survivor. I watched it for years. Um, the last full season I watched was when Rachel won. And then I tried to watch the next season and there is no season after the season, Rachel. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that was the greatest, one of the greatest seasons of, of reality show any any season any type i mean i hated that girl so much when it started and almost cried when she won i was so happy so that is an arc like that takes you on a ride for months 
So, yeah, I like Janelle. I remembered liking her, but I, I made it through like three episodes. And I was like, oh, this is not for me anymore, yo. I can't, I can't <laughs> devote this kind of time to the show. <laughs> hey, why do y'all think, why wasn't Rochelle, why wouldn't she put on the All-Star, Big Brother All-Star? She was, well, you probably know I, I the answer you, that. That, that very, it's a very simple answer, that she was with child. And uh, she just ah. gave birth to a baby boy uh, in the uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, and her and Brendan are still, yeah. Yes, together, sure. Huh? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I love, love, love her now. But it's so funny. I mean, how many people say the same thing? Couldn't stand her. And then just wanted her to win so bad because that house was so horrible. Mm-hmm. So, Brandon, okay, you're not going to do Survivor again. We've got that. But there's another CBS <laughs> show you could do. You, know you could that. do you know Big I'm Brother. Keyboard. What? Ab- no, 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 no. What about Big Brother or The Amazing Race? I'm going to be honest. I can't. The person. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't do any, I can't see myself doing any reality show. I just don't think it's worth it for my life. <laughs> Hold it. I might, con- I might change your mind here. I might can change your mind. Are you okay. ready? Okay. 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 So here we go. So the, let me just say this first. When I, I had to check in with Frank about you, by the way. So I did talk to Frank and I just <laughs> sent him, I sent him a message. I'm like, Frank, um, can you think of something that you want to say for Brandon? And he immediately came back to me and said, what do you mean do I have something for Brandon? That was my first movie date with a guy. He said, I remember, he said, I remember, I remember after the drawing for partners and all the laughter from everybody, he said, I I walked up to Brandon. He said, I walked up to Brandon before the challenge started. God knows I love this Frank so much. And he says to you, He said, we're going to win this. We're Americans. We don't play to lose. He said, I was polite and respectful throughout the movie. A memory I'll never forget. He said, I'd gladly do it again. Now, are you ready for this? Tell him, this is from Frank. Tell him we should go on the amazing race together. (laughs) That Talk about a show to watch. So there you go. Frank wants to do amazing race with you. You know that? I I might do that because he would carry the load. You know, he'd know how to work Mm -hmm. a map (laughs) compass. I mean, you'd just really be just like drug behind him and you'd probably win. I mean, it's, it's food for thought, y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Food for thought. <laughs> you know, okay. That it's one of the famous moments from your season and the clip was shown over and over again about you trying to shoot the bow and arrow. Did, <laughs> w- did you think that that was funny when that came out or was that something that sort of haunted you? So it haunted me. So I did, you know, you do appearances back then. You would do appearances after the show and you'd go to autograph signings and stuff. And anytime I'd go to like a gay bar to do an appearance somewhere, that would be up on the monitors. So, you know, it was very, yeah, I, I will tell you the, the few years after that, there was not like a lot of great stuff I felt like from it. it uh, I was just getting, I got more and more embarrassed of myself, you know? So that's probably why I never watched it again. And I just, yeah, yeah, that was not one of the great moments. It's, it's funny and it is funny now, but at the time it was just so, oh my God, again, mm-hmm. again, again, again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's interesting. Cause I feel like that in talking with Lindsay a couple of uh, months ago that uh, she sort of like expressed the same sentiment about just being like having like embarrassment about being on mm-hmm. the show and having it be something that was a struggle to uh, deal with. And is that something that has gotten easier over time? Oh, yeah, it's totally like it's not. Any, nobody hardly knows now. Like, uh, like nobody really. No, but you wouldn't see me then. And see, I mean, like I'm bald headed with a beard. I weigh 220 pounds. Nobody's going to equate me with that. Mm-hmm. kid. 
So there's that, you know, I'm not recognizable. I was never on another season, so I didn't have anything else. You know, I, 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 I'm not still in the, the memory. I will say when it hit Amazon, I did get quite a lot of like strange Instagram messages. Oh, um, I, I think you meant when, when we, when Survivor got to Survivor, the Amazon people were saying, sure. like, why, no, what did I'm we do? About, yeah. Like, like when it went on Amazon, yes. you know, I think like last year, Africa was one of the seasons that went on. And I think, I guess a lot of people watched it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. So I got a lot of strange messages for that. But you have to remember, I just like to. What kind of messages? Like, me, like people like, hey, I'm a fan or, or I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were all very nice messages. Yes. It was just it was just strange. And like a lot of, I, I remember back when I was on Facebook and it would come out in Serbia or something and you'd get all these weird mm-hmm. friend requests from Serbia and you'd be like, oh, they must have seen Zero Survivor Africa. Yes. Must be there. Yes. Well, here's the thing where uh, Netflix has recently just put uh, season 20, Heroes vs. Villains, which you had recently watched, and then also season 28, Kagiyan, which you have not gotten to yet. But I mean, yes, there's a non-zero possibility that these old Survivor seasons could come to Netflix uh, in the not-so-distant future. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back to the me and Lindsay and the embarrassment thing. I just want to say it was a different time. It was probably different even than when you were on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were on the cover before the first show. We were on the cover. We had an individual TV guide cover. We were on the cover of every magazine. Like every newspaper run would run Survivor recaps every Thursday. Like, so we were very famous and there was nothing to go with that. So it was very empty. Yeah. And it was just famous for being, you know, that, that what you said and did on this show that 30 million people or whatever, 28 million people, however many watched it every saw. And it, it, so I think that's probably why it was so hard on us that we're a little bit younger. Brandon, I wanted to ask you about something because you mm-hmm. just brought up as far as, you know, social media was nothing like it is, of course, today, oh, yeah. which may be a, may be a good thing. <sighs> but when you were in your teens, I believe you were 19, you were married before college, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yes. I had read that your ex-wife sold her story to the National Enquirer and Star Magazine. What? That's all true. Is that true? Mm-hmm. And I think it's all true. I mean, there was definitely stories from her, yeah. It was just a different so have time, y'all, right? Yeah. Have y'all, I, I never knew, I never knew you had been married before, Brandon. Not that it matters, yeah. but I never knew that. Yeah. So I just thought it was interesting. You know, mm-hmm. I was reading that you at the time when you were in high school and growing up that you didn't know what gay was that you'd, you'd never been with a guy and you didn't know it. So did you feel pressure at 19 to marry? Uh, I, I, I felt so I want to say I didn't know what it was. I knew how I felt, but I didn't know what that meant. Right. You know, there was rural Oklahoma. There was no like will and grace. There's none of that stuff on TV. You know, mm-hmm. like I hadn't seen anything like that. I just knew the derogatory terms and that wasn't me. So, yeah, I had a lot of, I felt a lot of pressure from myself for that. You know, it's so funny now, you know, I see, it's still see kids struggling with this same thing. And it's, it is so, it's, you know, it's 25 years later and kids still struggle with the same thing. Just be yourself. What is it? Be yourself to free yourself. Mm-hmm. And Brandon, I like that. I was I was so hoping we were going to touch on this because I was going to ask you, and I think you just said it. Do you think it's easier 
for kids today to embrace their sexuality and their choices? Or like you said, 25, 20, you know, 25 years later, is it still difficult for a lot of them with social pressures or or their Um, families? I mean, I think it's still difficult, but I think that social media puts, when you talk about that, that puts such a spin on it. Because before, you know, it was just me hearing from the kids at school how awful I was. So now you get to hear from millions of people around the world, 72 million people, in fact, that think that you are nothingness. You know, just 72 million Americans alone think you are nothingness. You're less than. They think every trans person is shouldn't even be able to use the bathroom of their choice. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's harder now, probably. That's interesting. That, Gosh, I, I mean, yeah. that I, uh, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, I think it's much harder. <laughs> That's why I'm not on and, Facebook. And, I don't need people telling me about myself. Well, Brandon, you know, and I ask you this, you know, my brother Steve, um, who, who mm-hmm. passed away from AIDS um, back in, in the 80s, you know, when I was reading a lot about you, it, it, it broke my heart to read some of the things that you went through in high school and the names mm-hmm. you were called. And I thought, and it, it, it's very touching for me because I think, wow, did my brother Steve go through all that as well? And we didn't realize it, which probably, but to know now in these days that kids are still struggling with this is extremely heartbreaking. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it is heartbreaking, but, you know, I think there's probably a lot more resources. When we say there's all these millions of people against you, there's a lot more that are for you now that didn't used to be. So, you know, there is that huge switch. So for me, I'm not called names anymore. I live in a suburban neighborhood. My neighbors are nice. I mean, my boyfriend and I go eat. We we just don't have these issues. I don't worry about that. I haven't been slighted or name called in years. So it is sort of, you know, getting through to the other side, settling down. But I'm also not putting myself in those kind of situations, you know, around people where I think that might happen. And sometimes kids don't have that luxury of being able to put themselves in areas where that, you know, they can be safe. Man, this took a really heavy turn. I apologize. No, no, this is good stuff. No, no, this is important. And, and. I mean, it's important for, you know, you're 44 now and you went through all this at at 25 feeling like you did. And I loved it. I read that you really thought it was important to go on Survivor because you did not like the way that that 20 something gays were portrayed, you know, and that was important to you to show that that not all 20 something gays are promiscuous. They don't all use drugs. I mean, that was an important topic for you. So let me, I want to say something about the here and now. So I'm 44, and remember over the last year, I've rewatched some of these other survivors. So I encountered a character, character, my God, he's a human being, he's a man, Chet. Yes. From one of the seasons. Yes. Survivor Micronesia. Yes. Yeah. I found myself very appalled by him. I couldn't believe that he was acting like that and what he was doing to us. And then I realized I caught myself. Oh my God. I am as bad as everybody that else, you know, like I have made these opinions. He's being himself. He's just being himself. And I didn't like it because I felt like it put a target on my back or somebody else's back. And that is what's wrong with all of us, not just the people who don't like a trans person or the people who don't like this. Here I am making thoughts and comments about another one of my gay brethren on this show. And I'm sure he got, I'm sure he got, got it after he got off too. 
you know, and it made me feel really bad and it made me reexamine what I thought about people and how I looked at people and judged people. So it was actually really good for me to watch Chet on that season. Yep. Very good. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah. Because a lot of times we don't realize that maybe we we have biases or whatever. And then we look yeah, and say, like, oh, my gosh, yes. that's. Yes. And when people say, I, I, I'm always amazed when people say they have no prejudices. It's we all have them. We, mm-hmm. we don't realize it. And maybe we don't. It's just what's socially ingrained in us for so many years. But it seems like now there's such a conversation about all this that it's a good thing. It's a great thing. So I love that you said you and your boyfriend, Evan, y'all just bought a house, a new home, right? You're in suburban. Yes. You got it in a neighborhood. So this is a question that, that Rob and I talked about last week. Have you put up your Christmas or your holiday? Uh, oh, have you started your, your holiday traditions yet? So we, what is, was there a sound? No, 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 no sound, no sound for that. So do you have any music? Do you have any music for that, Rob? Cr- no. No, we do not. Okay, good. No Christmas so music have, on this podcast no until December. Yeah. So we live in a Christmas light neighborhood. We're actually, it's a famous Christmas light neighborhood in DFW. Mm-hmm. And we're right on the parade route. So let's just oh say God. we've bought a lot of stuff. And we have, like, inside, I've put up our one of our trees. I'm going to put up another tree this weekend. And then we're going to put the outside lights and decorate the weekend after Thanksgiving. So we're actually super excited about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but I mean, we All know right. like you're like it, this is one of those neighborhoods where like you have to be home before sundown because you can't get out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's oh a place gosh, like that doing, here, right? So, Brandon, here we go. Are you doing a well? I call it an artificial tree, a real tree, or Rob calls it a fake tree. Or are yeah, you doing, doing which? What are you doing? Yeah, is that not See, the, a politically correct term, fake tree, to say artificial tree? So I think that um, maybe it's just because I'm a Southern gentleman like T-Bird and was raised well. Um, we call them artificial trees. <laughs> oh, is, is this a, is an offensive term to call them the tr- fake trees? I feel trees? like you haven't, you haven't listened to anything. we were, Did you not just hear me talking about Chet, that poor tree mm-hmm. that you are bringing up now and call them fake? I've never heard this before. Yeah, fake. Yeah, because Rob, fake sounds fake just doesn't. I mean, artificial or or even I heard rescue tree. I love that. A rescue tree. Hey, you guys, have y'all seen the tree that has been put up in Rockefeller, the Rockefeller tree? Have y'all seen it in Rockefeller Center? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not doing too good. Oh, my gosh, you've got to see it. Well, it's it's somebody posted this, and when y'all get Brandon, when you get a chance, you have to go pull up the Rockefeller uh, Christmas tree. <laughs> somebody tweeted, it was so cute. Somebody tweeted that, um, let's see, in true 2020 form, the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree looks like it tried to cut its own hair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute, and when you see it, it it kind of pulls together. I mean, I think it's great. The trees that, that we get off the farm kind of always look, you know, one side hadn't grown because it doesn't have sunlight. So anyway, y'all will get a kick out of that when you look at it. Yeah. Maybe that was a rescue tree. Maybe. I'm thinking it might have been. Maybe. They might need a rescue tree uh, for, for that. Uh, T-Bird, did you have anything else for Brandon? No. Oh, I wanted to ask Brandon one more thing about his interviews afterwards. Um, I had read that your Letterman interview was a little bit challenging but your toughest interview was with brian gumbel on the early show 
Do you remember that? Can you just talk about that for a minute? Yeah. So Brian Gumble had it in, you know, he didn't really do many of the survivor interviews at the time. Um, it was mainly, what was it, Julie and, a, and the girl that used to work in Dallas. I can't remember her name. They used to always do those. So Brian Gumble really had a thing, I think, for Big Tom. And so he wanted to interview me. I guess he thought he would get a different answer. And he got it. I mean, I said what I said. Well, what did he ask you? And what did uh, you it's say? Where, it was where I said I thought that, you know, Tom was homophobic and... I, th- I don't know what else I said, but I remember saying so that. So you feel that Bri- that Brian Gumble uh, th- that he ha- well because he but he was trying to get that he was racist because yes. of his treatment of Clarence, and so yes. he was trying to also see what I would say. So he was very much fishing for that. Yeah, and I don't remember if I called him a racist. I might have. It's been a long time, y'all. So I don't remember, but Brian, I know I gave him. Huh? No, go ahead. What? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, you love pushing buttons. And, and I, was, I will say, out of everything that happened on that show, he's the only one that actually really hurt my feelings, was Big Tom. Just the way he talked about really? me, you know, in the background. Oh, yeah, it really hurt my feelings. Because I thought he, we, he really liked me. I didn't realize Sugar Bear was so derogatory. I didn't realize any of those things. So, and we made up afterwards. And, I, I mean, he's a great guy now. But at the time, it, that was the only one that really hurt my feelings when I was watching it back. You know, when it was on it, on the show. Do you feel like it was game or it was uh. personal? Oh, it was personal. Yeah, it was personal. Wow. But it, was a million, it was I'd... a million years ago, so who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Brandon, how much weight did you lose during the game? Oh, man, Teresa, I don't know a lot. I, I don't even remember now. It was bad. All right. All right. And what yeah. did you, the first thing you ate, because it, I, I read that you wanted to, to be voted out so you could eat. What was the very first thing you asked for to eat? Man, I don't, I don't remember. I remember. You don't I was remember? Drinking. No, I remember in that Jeep when Kelly and I were riding back after I got voted out. You know, they had that, they have like a little ice chest. Teresa, you were voted off so late. I don't know what they had for y'all. But they had like a little ice chest for you in the, the Rover. And it had like cold sodas and ice. And then it had. Um, yes. And it had sodas. Yes, and yeah. it had, they had like candy bars and stuff for you. You remember that? And I just remember yes, it had that Coca-Cola. Ice, yeah, they had Coca-Cola, but what I was really, I drank, I think I drank two sodas, and then I was drinking the water, the ice water out of the um, ice chest, because that's what I really wanted was ice. I wanted that ice. I remember it was fried chicken. I can tell you right now it's fried cannot, chicken for me. Coca-Cola and fried chicken. So good you could slap your mama? I mean, so I was so interested in that mama. King cigarette. Yeah, no, it's no <laughs> King cigarette. <laughs> that's right. Brandon, thank you so much for talking with us today. I mean, I knew, I knew when I reached out to you, the chance was. I thought he might say, I thought you were going to tell me no, because I know you haven't been doing any interviews, and I knew that there was a lot of stuff you might not want to rehash. But I also knew that the listeners haven't heard from you in so long, and you've got so many fans out here. So thank you so much. Well, it was my pleasure, and I'm going to go right back to not talking about it again for another. <laughs> hey, well, know, we really years. are grateful that you uh, came on here to talk with us, and you know, uh, rehash uh, some of these times from way back when. <clears throat> yeah, 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 it was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. I haven't thought about it in a long time. Yeah, I know you don't do social media. Is there anything other than Instagram? Do you want people to follow you on Instagram? 
Oh, yeah, they can. I don't care. It's fine. It's just me, my dog, my boyfriend is very boring. How do we find it? I mean, What's the handle? Uh, it's, um, it's BQ Country. You know, like the old Dairy Queen commercials. Mm-hmm. It's BQ Country. Yeah. Mine's, it's BQ Country. Okay. Brandon, it's not boring because you show delicious meals you're eating and, and different <laughs> special specialty specialty cocktails. And I find it, and, and you show your dog, Violet. I mean, I find it to be very fun. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right, Rob, well, are you ready? Rob, you ready? Thank you, Sugar Daddy, for doing this video with us. Sugar Daddy! <laughs> I appreciate y'all very yes. much. Yes. Okay. <laughs> right. Thank you, Brandon. Brandon. Thank you so much. Bye. Thanks for making it fun. <laughs> you got it. All right. Take Thanks, care. Brandon. Bye. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sweetheart. Bye, Brandon. Bye. All right, T-Bird, there you have it. Your old buddy, uh, BQ. Yeah. Yes, Brandon. Oh, my gosh. I am so thrilled that we got to talk to him today. And again, I wasn't sure it was going to happen, but it did. And he was such a good sport about us, about it. And he gave us some good behind the scenes. So, Rob, what I'm amazed about is I'm when I'm doing all this, this research, I realized there was stuff I didn't even know about my own season. How can that even be? <laughs> it was. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that there's a million stories in uh, every single uh, Survivor season. And you know what? When when the fans are watching Survivor, the episodes, and people are saying, well, gosh, why didn't they do this? Or they should have done that. Well, here I'm talking to Brandon that I played with that I started out. I, well, I was on the same tribe with him for the first two weeks until we merged, um, until we were separated. And he's telling me things that I thought, wow, I didn't know that. Or you don't know where you can where you can dig in or how you can make a change because you don't know what other people are thinking. Mm-hmm. So, of course, it's obvious. People think it's so obvious when they're at home watching. But everybody's oh, got they their think they own know everything. agenda. Yeah. Yes. And again, I mean, I'm talking to Brandon now, and uh, you know. Anyway, was good. Yeah. Okay. Did you learn anything new you didn't know since you know lots? Oh of yeah, stuff. I have to learn learn a lot. I mean, all the stuff yeah, about him you know, like wanting to gun for uh, Kelly Goldsmith, especially. Well, you know, it's interesting too Gunning because I know a hello. <laughs> That's right. Well, he got Hello, he got Hello Kitty off there. Well, wait, I guess he got Kelly G out of there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brandon's a force to be reckoned with. Well, you know Kelly G. I know a lot of the fans, lot and lot of even now, want to see Kelly G play again because you know she was one of those that just like even what Brandon said that I didn't realize because I didn't spend any time with her before she was voted out that she was so strategic and so smart. It would have been really interesting to watch her game play out. Yeah. It really would have been interesting, especially maybe more interesting for me if I hadn't have been on the same season with her unless we were playing together. But yeah, she was she was one I know a lot of people were disappointed not to see out there. So, okay. Anyway. All right. T-Bird, you all ready for Thanksgiving this week? Do you cook? Uh, I'm the cleaner. The cleaner. Who? Well, who does the cooking? I, cl- I clean my mom. Oh, okay. and then of course, yeah, my mom. And of course, I'll make a few things through the years, my specialties. But then I've realized that nobody really eats it. So you know, like like deviled eggs or pecan pie or so. Anyway, 
I'm kind of back to cleanup patrol. That works best for everybody. Okay. And every you got to have a cleanup person. What about you guys? Um, is Nicole w- cooking? Are you no, cooking she, a turkey? The, Nicole does not care for Thanksgiving. She doesn't like any Thanksgiving food. So she sort of, she re- I care about it. Nicole, like, really, like, uh, part of my French is really half-asses it because she is not a Thanksgiving <laughs> fan. She doesn't well, like whoa, turkey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. She doesn't. She only likes stuffing. <sighs> she likes, okay, she likes, well, I say dressing from the South. You say stuffing, mm-hmm. okay? So she likes dressing slash stuffing. All right, she does, so ham or turkey. What about mashed potatoes or you know, macaroni and cheese or yeah, mac and cheese, green bean right, casserole. You know, big hit. No, no, no green bean casserole. The mac and cheese is a big hit All with right. my kids. Yeah. Sweet potato souffle. Um, y'all have regular sweet potatoes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, does she cook? Does she cook? Do you make, do you make a turkey or for the boys? For you we and the do, boys? We do make a turkey. And this year we're, we're going to be, uh, we're just going to order uh, food this year. Hey, I'm all about it. Yeah. There's a place that no hears us as having a Thanksgiving. It's just like, it's so much work and there's not that many of us. So uh, we're just going to order yeah. in this year. Um, T-Bird. You're going to order in. And then from there, Rob, are you going to put up the big tree? No. Because it'll be no, after Thanksgiving. No, I'm not. Not, not whoa, whoa. until. Wait, this... <laughs> T-Bird, my house is a mess. That I've still got a, a reconstruction going on here from when they found mold in my bedroom and they're still rebuilding. I, the, the whole house is in disarray to begin with. I'm not bringing more stuff in here right now. More dressing, as well, you would just, say. Well, but you are going to put up a tree, right? Eventually, eventually. But uh, look, I, I, that, well, I'm already tripping over everything here. We don't need more stuff. <laughs> don't get me worked up here at the all end right. of the podcast all right i won't all right i won't i won't get you worked up but whatever you do check out the Rockefeller center christmas tree whatever you do yeah all right because it's pretty cute it's cute t-bird great job once again you nailed it thank you rob yes thank you rob Hold on. gave us more thank to you, be rob. thankful hey, for thank this week yes and and thank you for cueing the music for us. We might have to practice a little bit more beforehand, but I, tried, I don't care. I didn't it was wanna, perfect. Like, uh, miss my cue. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. Okay. It was absolutely perfect. All right. Of course, uh, we're going to be doing. I guess. Much hey, more. Brad, hey, uh, Rob. What do you think when when our guest says? And I think we've had a guest or two say this. I think Kathy, Kathy O'Brien. Kathy Vabrick O'Brien said the same thing. I think a couple other people, uh, I need a beer or I need to get my cocktail. What does that mean when our guests in the middle of a podcast are saying they need to get something in adult beverage? What do you think that means for us? Is that a good thing for us or not? Um, yeah, I think it's like, oh boy, if I'm going to talk about this. I, I don't think it's us. I think it's that the subject is painful. <laughs> I think You mean painful that. for them? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Well, see, I just read into it that they're having a lot of fun, like at a party or something. Mm. Yeah, they want to feel like it. it's also like uh, having having a party. And I think that for a lot of these old school survivors, it's like a sense memory of like uh, they knew how to party. The original survivors. Yeah. The OGs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. OK. All right. So there we go. So we uh, checked in with Brandon. We're going to have more talking with T-Bird to come. Let T-Bird know on social media. She's at T-Bird Cooper who you want to hear from. Okay, how about that? 
Yes. All right. Yes. Perfect. And of course, uh, as people are getting ready to uh, kick off the holiday shopping season, we haven't talked about this in a while, but you can always go to robbiswebsite.com slash Amazon. We have an affiliate link that you can go through. We get a a little bit of a uh, commission when you uh, do your shopping there. It does not cost anything extra, but helps support the shows at robbiswebsite.com slash Amazon. Okay. T-Bird. Yes, thank, great idea. Thank you so much. We'll be back with more Talking with T-Bird sometime soon. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. If you stay here and listen, your life won't ever be the same. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Need an escape? Drop into Pluto TV for a world of free TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yes, for free. No subscriptions, no fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, Roku, Fire TV, and start streaming now pluto tv drop in and watch free